listening to The Local Show with Caitlin, right here on 95.7 The Spin, and it starts right now. We're here in the studio with Kim Pacharka, our local artist right out of Nashville. She's going to be singing her new song, Who You Are. You ready to take it away? Heard you sing about the devil at your back. You forgot to mention Were you by your mirrors and the facts? What about your own reflection? Your halo isn't cracked, it's broken. Like all the promises you made to everyone you lies was spoken. A master at this game. For all the truth you there was no one there to hear So you covered it, you hide so well You thought you were in the clear You wanted me to be so sorry Saying truly you wouldn't dare I don't hate to say it, I'm not sorry, no I never even Charka here in the studio at 95.7 The Spin. Do not go anywhere. This is a local show with Caitlin. We will be right back. 
We're here at the local show with Kim Petrarca. Um, this is the first single um, off her EP, Dead Before the War. She's going to be singing You Said Wait Acoustically. Here we go. not go anywhere it's 95.7 the spin hello this is the local show with caitlin which is every friday from three to five i shout out local artists and sometimes if i'm lucky enough i get to interview them today in the studio i have not only an amazing artist but now we are besties it's kim Petrarca. <laughs> say hello hey hi caitlin thank you so much for having me oh you're good i mean it's totally fine <laughs> so uh, me and kim me and kim met in chattanooga while we were in a cave which it sounds crazy i told you guys this on the on here but now she's here to vouch for that i'm not a crazy person that I really do know her, and we saw, I guess, we saw somebody uh, get engaged? Was that what? We did, And we yes. were laughing about it. Yes. Me and my goof of a boyfriend, and she was with her friend, but um, it was pretty it was pretty crazy, but uh, after that, she was talking about a gig, and I'm like, took my opportunity, I was like, 
so do you have music you can give me? And then, <laughs> and then it was history. <laughs> it was just true romance. It was, it was, it was true romance. <laughs> we fell in love at Ruby Falls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys should definitely go. It was really beautiful, was it not? Yeah. I mean, it's only an hour and a half from Nashville, but how far is it from here? Oh, uh, I don't know. Probably like probably two hours. It, it was, it was like halfway there. So I don't know. I think it takes only like two and a half hours to get to Nashville. So. I'm really bad at directions, clearly, because <laughs> let me just talk about this. So I told Kim um, on the, where we're located, the USI campus, I thought there was a stop sign, and there was not ever a stop sign. And it's fun. I come here every day for four years, and I kept telling her on the phone that there was a stop sign, and she's just going around, driving by people's houses. She doesn't know where she's at. <laughs> she said, I love you, but I swear, there's no stop sign. <laughs> she actually uh, told me the wrong way to go to the bathroom outside the studio, too. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of a kind, guys. What can I say? Okay, so let's get into your music. So what did you realize singing was for you? Um, I've always loved singing. We had an awesome music teacher at my grade school. His name is Mr. Buchanan, and I've been trying to hunt him down on social media. It's, I've been completely unsuccessful in my attempts, but he just made us love music and taught us so much. He had all these fun songs about the staff and the notes, and uh, he had little cartoon characters on the notes, and uh, it was just... He was a great teacher. He instilled in us this love of music. And since then, I've always loved singing. And I was in choir in junior high. And I was in select choir in high school and made Allstate. And, uh, oh, I went to Allstate. I was a pro now. Oh. oh, yeah. I don't know what happened, but no. I was also in Beauty and the Beast in middle school. Oh, my God. You're I, so fancy. I know. I was one of those girls who uh, were obsessed with Gaston. I was called, I was silly girl number two. My ex was also obsessed with Gaston. Okay. Is that weird? Gaston. <laughs> no, I, did you see the new Beauty and the Beast movie? I have not. You have to. Emma, Emma Watson, I think that's her name. She does so well in it. I will like, definitely watch it. I, yeah, I, do you need to? Like, we're gonna watch it together. It's one of my favorite Disney movies. Little do we know. We're, she's in Evansville today, and we are going to do multiple things today. But it took me forever to actually get here, so <laughs> we are going to have a great day. So, um, also, you're from Rhode Island. So, yep. was it scary moving to Nashville to like pursue your dream, or it was super scary? <laughs> I, uh, I have an awesome family and network of friends back home, and my boyfriend at the time was there, and. Uh, I didn't want to leave. I wanted him to come. And it was like a lot of changes happening all at the same time. And um, I just knew if I didn't do it, I would always wonder what would have been if I had. So I had to do it. I, I'm okay with failure, but I'm not okay with regret and not taking chances. So I went for it. I luckily, I have a job in insurance during the day. So that pays my bills. And that helps, it helps me afford to be able to pursue music on the side. And within... I've been there a little over two years. Um, I recorded a record. I had a CD release party. I right now have one of my songs on hold by a major recording artist in Nashville. So things are are good. It was it scary? Yes. Was it worth it? Absolutely. I am about to be best friends with a famous person, guys. Just to let you know. <laughs> Just to let you know. That's all that really. <laughs> She's like talking about her life, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm friends with someone famous. No, she is very, very good. I actually ended, uh, ended up going to visit her because she's so nice that she let me and my my friend stay with her in nashville Haley, Haley, <laughs> Haley. you know shout out Haley tavis on the radio but um it was just it was just great experience because i actually i've been to nashville multiple times but you don't get to go to like the actual like little places that people like play gigs and stuff and she played at what was it bellcourt taps yes so how what's the process of getting into that do you have to go like actually like 
get a hold of them yourself and you also have to get a hold of the other artists that go with you? Or? Yeah, Bellcourt's actually really easy. Andrea Goodman does the booking there and she's also a singer-songwriter and she's excellent. Uh, I think she played in Kentucky last weekend um, with my good friend Jacob Paul Allen and um, – you just go on their site and look at the calendar to see where they have the availability and they book up real fast. A lot of places in Nashville are taking that route now where you just go online to see the availability. You reach out to them via email and say, hey, can I play this slot? And then if they give you the okay, then you go ahead and book the other two artists it's a, if it's a three-person round. A lot of Nashville style in the round is how these gigs are here. It's not as easy to land a solo spot unless you have a full band or um, you know, you're a touring musician. Right, so rounds, you mean like uh, every single person, Do you is it all original music every single time? Is it like each person goes? Because that's the way I saw you do it, but I didn't know if it was like that every single time. Like each artist keeps goes uh, and plays original each time, and then you know. But yeah. I I gotta say, when you performed yours, everybody got silent, so it was actually really awesome. Like Thank everybody you. was like talking and drinking to the other two, and you were actually like. I'm just giving her a compliment. Know, it she's was buttering really me up. I know. <laughs> she's getting red, guys. What are we going to do here? Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it normally is in the round, and most places in Nashville are all original music, um, which I prefer. I, I mean, I, I was a full-time cover musician for a couple of years back in Rhode Island, and it, it wears you out. Yeah. But I played The Row a few weeks ago, um, and I was told it was original music, but when I went, I went early, and the this girl was before me, and she was awesome, but... I didn't hear any original songs, and I was like, oh, crap. I'm going to get up here, <laughs> and they're going to say, hey, do you know this? Do you know that? And sure enough, as soon as I started playing, somebody said, hey, do you know any Chris Christopherson? And like <laughs> through a 50 in the tip cup, I was like, well, I have to sing the one Chris Christopherson song I know, which is Janis Joplin's version of yeah. Bobby McGee. But then somebody's like, do you know, you know this song or this song? And I don't know a lot of country songs. It's just not where my background is. Right. People, it's a misconception, I'm sure, because you're in Nashville and that's like country yes. city right there. But yeah, mm-hmm. me and my, uh, me and Haley actually went to the top of, um, what was it? It was the George Jones Museum. Yeah. They had, the, I had some guy playing up there. I don't remember what his name was. It was like Jut. Jut something, which I thought was super cool, but I didn't know. I've never heard that name. And we were all, he was like, what do you want me to play? And we were like, I was naming all this stuff. And he would actually did know how to play it, but I'm sure in another genre, he would not know. Like, I'm sure that we were like throwing out some rap music (laughs) because he wouldn't know how to do it, obviously. But okay. So describe your music in one word. You you can describe it in more than one word. I'm sure (laughs) we were talking about this earlier because we were getting ready. And I was like, I was like, I don't know. Because I always ask this question and it's like, like, it's one, so tough. It's a, it's a tough question. I, I wouldn't imagine being an artist because you probably feel so much about your music. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it would be easier for me to ask somebody else to describe my music in one word because I, a lot of different words come to mind. But I'm described as indie, but I don't think that encapsulates what I actually do. You know, I think some people would say my music is somber. Some people would say it's sometimes angry. Some people <laughs> would say it's sometimes sad. Um but if I had to pick one word, I would say real. That's what it is. It's it, everything that I'm singing about, I have lived through, and I have to try to get away from that from a songwriting perspective, if that's the route that I'm going musically. Um, the song that recently was picked up by the the recording artist, I was a co-write with Jordan Miller, and we just went back and forth with ideas that were obviously based on things that have happened in our own lives. But ultimately the song is still about something that I went through. So right. really have to try to branch off in that way, but I'm going to stick with real for the word. Yeah. 
I love it. Okay, so is it tough to write songs? Like you just said, like it's it's really personal. But do you allow people to collaborate with, like Jordan Miller? Like was that was that an easy thing to do, or is it like do you guys argue about like stuff? <laughs> You're like yes. <laughs> well, I'm laughing because it's different. Co-writing is it, it can be amazing, but it can also be really difficult. And if you don't click with somebody right away, you don't. Do you give it another chance? Or uh, a lot of times you're like, is this guy going to be a creep? Or what's the deal? Well, Jordan, he was an absolute blast to write with. We have very similar personalities, and we get along really well as friends. And it was it was never, I don't like this. We need to change this. It was like, hey man, what do you think if we do this instead? And we. You know, we could actually look at each other and say, I really don't, I'm not a fan of this here. Let's, let's move this around. And nobody's, you know, nobody got butt hurt. Um, <laughs> but maybe is a song that I wrote with Brandon James. He's, I love that one. Thank you. That's, I, that's the one you performed that while I was there, right? Yeah. Yes. I love that one. And that's, that's a real sad song. Uh, but it's, it's a pretty song. It has a, Daniel Dennis out of Prime Cut Studio. He's the man. He knows what to do. He adds all the bells and whistles and the sparkles. He's just, he's ace. But Brandon and I actually, fought while we were writing that song and <laughs> he never recorded or released it but his version that he was that he has is different than mine he adds a whole line at the end of the hook and it gives the song a different meaning and his his ending was completely different but um yeah we we would argue about some of the lyrics and i physically would get up and say listen look at this picture on the wall you can't like crooked isn't a song isn't a word that so uh yeah we're the, the line it hangs a little high he wanted it to say it, it's it's crooked. <laughs> so there's no way that it works. So yeah, sometimes it could be challenging, but sometimes it can be it can be awesome. You know, I, Lauren Weintraub, she's an up and coming star in Nashville. Uh, she's she's from the Boston area. We wrote together, and uh, it was a little awkward. It was you know really big age difference, but she's such a sweet girl, and she's so talented, and she has such good musical direction that we ended up coming out with a song and one right. But a lot of times people don't end up actually making a song the first time they write. It's like a feeling each other out. And sometimes you mesh, sometimes you don't. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I feel like I'm just such a mess 24-7. I would just be like, try to throw my ideas out there, and they would just, it's like me giving directions like, <laughs> today. Like, no, there's a the stop place. sign. There's not a stop sign. <laughs> the end. That's my song. Okay. We will be right back with Kim Petrarca in the studio. It's 95.7 The Spin. Do not go anywhere. We have some great local music playing. We are here at the local show. It's 95.7 The Spin, where I shout out local artists. It's every Friday from 3 to 5, so you definitely need to check it out next week. We have Odd Note coming in. Um, so, hello, Kim Petrarca. What's up? Hello, Caitlin. <laughs> oh, she's so sweet. Okay, so the song that means the most to you on your, on your record, or any record that you've released? Uh, well, oftentimes songs come out all at once, and usually those are the ones that hit your heart kind of hard. My first record, Leave It Where It Lies, um, the song Bourbon Beginnings, it's a waltz. It, I don't have, I've never written a waltz before or after since. Uh, and it's, that one really tugs at my own heartstrings. It, it makes me sad, but I really love that song. I'm going to have to check that one out. I, I feel like, oh, I was actually talking to her earlier, my boyfriend, uh, Kyle, he's in here because he drove me here. Because <laughs> Long story. But um, he uh, he loves all her songs. Like He knows every word. It's actually really funny. I'm sure he got a little bit like excited. Like We all met her together, but now he like right after that, we listened to all her songs on the way home. That's so I, awesome. It was, Thank you. It was great. Does he mind if I call him Styles? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd call him that for sure. He'll probably take it as a compliment, and then you'll make his ego go higher. 
there, but <laughs> wait, maybe yeah. I shouldn't. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> All right. So, um, how many gigs do you play throughout the week? Because I saw yours at Belcourt, like I said, but and it was super amazing. But like, is there is there so many different places that you go? Like, is it just the row, Belcourt, or do you, is there other places? You There's go? other places. I play. Uh, I do a lot of writer night, um, writers nights. Mark Mulch hosts a great writers night at. Blue Moon Waterfront Grill in Bellevue. Um, actually, I don't know if it's considered Bellevue, but it's West Asheville. I play at Bobby's Idol Hour. I'm actually the featured writer there next month. I think May 10th is the date. Um, obviously, Belcourt and Kingston Springs has a great little place called the Fill-In Station, and um, David and Kathy run that. That's a really great. That's a performing writer showcase, and I, I love that gig there. Um, but yeah, set number of times. It, it, de- it depends on how many gigs I really have already planned or coming up in the future. I'm back in the studio next week at Prime Cut Studio, so I don't have anything lined up until May 10th. So I'm I'm clear until then, but once I get Might the next... be a nice break, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes you get burnt out, so it's good. And once I uh, come out with a new record, then I'll promote some shows and play out more and... It really seemed like when we were at, like, when I saw you at Belcourt, it, like, it was just more of like a... They know you because, like, I don't know. They it, you just went up to the bar and you like knew the person like that was there. Not like like it was like that, but I really liked um, the community feel in there. But yet it was still real. Like the artists that went after you, there was a couple of them. Almost like, oh my gosh, how are you guys not famous? Like I just don't. It's so it must be so hard being in Nashville because like you never know like who's gonna see you or like pick you up. Being a songwriter, I'm sure. Would you rather you be the one that sings it or would you rather be your song just be played on the radio? I mean, realistically, yes. The songwriting route. I mean, I'm an old fart. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like at the age where I'm ready to kind of settle down. Like I want to experience life with somebody. And yeah. Um, I've had music as a focus for so long. If I was ever to be picked up, somebody said, "Hey, you've got something special," and you know, I, I want to work with you and promote you, and I would do it for sure. But I'm just being realistic. I, you know, I. If if I could do what I love and make a living doing it, which is music, I'll take it however I can, whether it's songwriting, performing, right. singing. Even somebody asked if I'd ever did demo work before, and I said, well, no one's ever asked me, but I would love to. You want to pay me to sing your song? Sure. Why not? <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> to make a demo, you got it. Um, yeah. Yeah, because so. usually I feel like some, some do all like – sorry, I can't speak – do more uh, singer-songwriters than not, like, do they actually sing themselves? Or is there some people who actually can't sing and they, like, just write like Oh, there's, write? there's plenty that can't sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I was wondering because, I don't know, when you actually watch – I watched, actually, the show Nashville and there's other places. Like, a lot of songwriters, like, do sing that you've seen on, like, TV and stuff. But, like, I'm sure there's a lot of behind-the-scenes people that, like, haven't really got their shot. Or there's people who are really, really good, obviously, like, like you, for example. And, like, the – I don't know. I know. She just loves it. She's getting red in here. Well, no, there's just, I mean, I'm not, back home, Rhode Island, you know, you're like, quote, a star because it's such a small place and, you know, you can, you can bring a hundred people to your CD release party at Ocean Mist, which I was awesome. Yeah. But, you know, I brought 30 (laughs) to my CD release party here, which is still awesome. And I love my support network here, but it's, you're a, a, you're a smaller fish in a much bigger pond in Nashville. There's such talent. I mean, people blow me away. Every time I, I I play out or just am out and I see a live band, it's like, wow. 
Well, you showed me, you were talking about um, Bellevue, is that what you're saying? Like, I had never heard of uh, places in Nashville, like everybody that I know, when they go to Nashville, they just go to Broadway, like, mm-hmm. they, just go to, like, they go to like the main places, and that's all like in my brain, like I went there with my family when I was like not 21, I couldn't go to the bars, but I went to like, you know, the Grand Ole Opry, like I did like some of the touristy stuff, but like... I didn't even know Midtown existed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know multiple, like, different places like that. Like, it's just Nashville is actually a lot bigger than people think yeah. it is. And, and is there actually more uh, – so I had an, uh, a Lyft or Uber driver there that was, like, telling us that there's a lot more things going to be built in the next couple of years. Is oh, that yeah. true? It, I can't even believe how much has changed since I moved there. It's insane. It really is. The, the first time I went was 2009, and then when I moved here um, in 2015, I – it was just not the same place. It's so much different, but it's it's cool. I people who have been there that long say, "Oh, you know, it's getting worse and the traffic." Blah, blah, blah. But you, when you're from, I used to commute to Quincy every day. You know, 160 mile drive round trip, and that's traffic. Yeah. Is there traffic? Sure, but it's not. It's never going to take you more than 45 minutes to get anywhere in Nashville, and that's in like dead stop traffic. You'll you'll still get there, but yeah, there's a lot of up and coming areas. East Nashville is getting huge. Um, but the people who live in Nashville, we don't we don't like to go to Broadway. <laughs> yeah, that's what you were saying. You're like, no, I don't want to go. But my friend Haley, uh, she had like just re- she just she's always she's been 21. I think I think she's almost 22. I'm not sure, but she has never been to Nashville to do the whole thing. So I was you like, have to take her then. Yeah, I told I, she, I took her to Honky Tonk. That was her favorite place. <laughs> yes, I was like, that's oh, one of the best ones. She didn't she didn't want to leave. We went we went to Tootsie's and it was okay. It was like. I don't know. It was really hot. I just hate being conformed, and that's like all those bars are. Oh yeah, you got to go on like a Monday or a Tuesday night where it's not super busy, and there's still awesome music in every bar. That's when Broadway's really cool. Like hopping around and not waiting in line outside, Acme to get in. <laughs> I mean, I went to Florida, the Florida Georgia Line Club though, and that was actually kind of fun. Like it was just because, like you know, yeah, I just FGL, wanted to dance. That's a hot place right now. Yeah. yeah. Did they? I, when did they build that? Do you know? That just opened two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Well, I, last time I went it was for my birthday. I was. I love Nashville. I actually, was thinking about moving there. Like for real. Like, Do it. No, I know. <laughs> I'll have my favorite person there now, obviously. But um, so I've asked you a lot of questions, but <laughs> I want people to be able to find you. So um, you, are you on Spotify or other social media? Yep, uh, I'm on Spotify. Uh, it's Kim Petraka, P E T R A R C A, and I have a Facebook music page and personal page, and my website's kimpetraka.com, and you can find me on iTunes and Pandora. Do you actually have anything um, being released anytime soon, or what's your last uh, record that you released? That my people- <laughs> Sorry, the most recent record is Dead Before the War that came out in October of last year. Um, I did my first music video for Maybe, which was shot by Jordan Miller. And you can get that on YouTube and on my, <laughs> on, my, on my website. And uh, I'm in the studio this month, well, next week. And I have a few studio dates locked in from now until the end of the month. So I'm hoping for a late summer or fall release of the next record, but I still haven't decided the name of it or... Which route I'm going to go with it. Yeah, whatever inspires you, right? <laughs> Speaking of that, um, what kind of artist uh, inspires you, like, musically? I'm sure it comes from different routes, but, like, I always ask this because, you know, you never know where you're going to get inspiration. My last local artist, uh, her name was Savannah Ray, and she was from this a band called Mother Mother Runaway, which she thinks she's going to change it to Mother's Runway because I said that, said it wrong while we were Where is Savannah out of? Louisville. Okay. She's a really good singer. I've really... She's familiar. I think she might be friends with Crisante. Yeah, she was really really good and i thought she was actually originally a part of a band called mother runaway there was like four people in it but 
she was wanted to, you know, do things creatively her own way. And so uh, the whole time I was just, you know, promote, promoting her name, Savannah Ray, but actually she wants to go by Mother Runaway. But while I was in the studio, I was like, this is uh, Savannah Ray from Mother's Runway. And she goes, I kind of like that, though. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, you can give me <laughs> rights. You can give me rights. You're um, welcome. <laughs> yeah, so so who is it, though, that inspires you? Um, I, I just saw Josh Ralphs just came out with um, a new record, Love in the Modern Age, and he just played Grimey's for the, you know, celebration of the release. That was last week. Uh, I love him. I love Griffin House. I love Tristan Prettyman, Rachel Yamagata. I love, like, the solo singer-songwriters that are able to really tug at your gut and, like, make you feel, twist you around, you know, and say, oh, make you think or bring you back to a place, but... Um, I, I love Bob Dylan, obviously, Carol King. Um, I love Butch Walker as a singer, songwriter, and producer. Um, yeah, different, but all pretty much singer, songwriter background. Like, right. that's not like rock or this. Like, that's, you know, the indie folk solo people are who, Suzanne Vega, she's another one that I love. Um, yeah, those are the people that inspire me the most. That's awesome. So I'm gonna have to look up some of them. I know like the main some main people, but like from like my perspective, like I feel like I know a lot of music. And then I'll have someone come in here, and they'll be like, "Who?" Like I'll be like, "Who inspires you? What's your favorite song?" And they'll be like, "Some random thing I've never heard before." I mean, like I guess I'm pretty young, but like I feel like I have a pretty wide range because my brothers always made me listen to everything. So that's why I do like alternative music, but then I also like indie, and I like I do like country. I do like a little rap. We have Tony G. You guys always hear him on my show. He's in the he's in the studio trying to rap right now. I've got a video from Yeah, if you ever want the video, then it's totally fine. <laughs> it's gonna be worth money someday. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're gonna have a uh, game time. I don't have a name for it. Tony told me not to say that because I say it every week, but deal with it. Um <laughs> if you could play anywhere, where would you play? Oh, if I could play anywhere? Ryman. Rhyming. Mm. Yes. I would just love to play and like people not run away from it. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I'd like. But um, if you could play a show with any artist, who would it be? Griffin House. Griffin House. Uh, yeah, I just love him. I love yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I want to be his friend. I want to be his friend. He's so cool and down to earth. Like he has sold out tickets to, to Bluebird. And my friend Leah in Nashville, we always get each other concert tickets for our birthdays. And she just messaged him on Facebook, like, Griffin, the tickets are sold out. He's like, I just had some people cancel, and I'll put your name on the list. Like, oh, come on. It doesn't gosh. get much better than that. It's such a down-to-earth, real That's guy. That's what like, happens to certain people, and it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody ever. <laughs> like, he goes out yeah. on a limb for me. His, uh, his last record was awesome, too, so on and so forth. I'm, I'm dying to get, hear some more material from him, but um, I would love to open up for him. That'd be You said awesome. the Bluebird. That's on um, – it's like – being made more famous because of the, the show. show Nashville. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My parents are like diehard fans of the show and we went there because, you know, we couldn't do much but we did touristy stuff. I didn't get to go in, but it's kinda cool. Is it like cool or is it just like more secluded kind of um, thing? Is it is it not that big of a deal from the show? Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, we we literally just saw the outside of it. It's awesome to play Bluebird and to say like I've played the Bluebird and to see a show there, but it's it's underwhelming in comparison to from what I understand. I've never seen Nashville. I've never seen the show. Don't judge me. Um, it's actually, pretty good though. Even if you don't like, country. I heard it's soap opera. -y. I don't soap opera. -y, yeah, yeah. I got, um, I'm sure it's good. There's like, always something that happens. That's like my favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh, my sisters both love that show. Um, but to to see a show there is awesome, but it's quite small. I think the capacity is like. 88 people maybe it's like a very very small venue super intimate um they have auditions there quarterly and it was probably the scariest moment in my life like having like 
knees shaking like oh this is scary everyone's really listening <laughs> Oh but goodness. it's yeah, it's a Nashville staple, and the show definitely has made it. Gosh, that gives so. me anxiety thinking about that. Because <laughs> like I don't know, it just it just sounds like something like even though if if it's not that big or intimate, like it's just something made famous and stuff like that really would freak me out. I was telling uh, Savannah last week though, my my both my brothers are super musically talented, and like I always really wanted to. I've had piano lessons when I was younger, and I really wanted to stick with it. But now I'm trying. I really want to learn how to play the guitar. But I just, Do it. yeah. But it's. I feel like it's more of a time thing. Like you have to like actually put the time in. Yeah, you have to. Well, yeah, <laughs> you have to it's practice, like yeah. you actually have to try, Caitlin. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> It's not that I wouldn't. It's just that I just... 20 minutes a day. 20 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. All right. It's like working out, right? Like yeah. you need to do it every day, but you don't know if you will. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see. If I start playing guitar, guys, I will I will do it every Friday, and you guys can hear my pro my progress. New chords. Will, new chords. Because, <laughs> guys, listen, I can play, like, what's the simplest song you can play? Is it like that, uh... Uh, seven Nation Arm. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, that... there's easier. Yeah, there's easier than that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm a mess. Okay, so if you could listen to only one song forever, what would it be? Ah, no. I, that's a crazy question. Um, I know, but if you had to, if you were on a, a desert island, desert island, <laughs> if you were on an island and you had, like, one song on the iPod, like, that's it, and you needed something to keep you busy. I would drive myself mad. Yeah. I would I would throw it away, and I would just make up my own songs. That was, that's insane. It reminds me, Sarah Silverman had a show on, on Comedy Central, and there was a gay couple and my lunch, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know if this is like a really Jesus-y area. No, no. <laughs> Bible Belt, I don't know. Um, and the guy had an, an iPod and only had one song on it, and the partner didn't know the whole time, and it was Two Princes um, by Spin Doctors. Mm -hmm. And when he realized that he had only been listening to that one song forever, it was like, who are you? I don't even know you. <laughs> That's maddening. I would, that would drive me nuts. One song... Do I have a favorite song? I can't even answer that question. One of my one of my favorite songs is "To Make You Feel My Love" by Bob Dylan. It's been covered by oh, so many people. I love it. Um, but that's a masterpiece of a song. Rain song, Led Zeppelin, another masterpiece of a song. Uh, but I I would you still would drive I would yourself crazy. Drive yes, that's maddening to even think of that. <laughs> I know. I just that's what I wanted to do. I just really wanted to get you going. <laughs> it worked. Why, yeah, you're like I'm upset. Oh. I hope this never happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so ice cream or beer? Beer. Duh. <laughs> Duh. All right. From Na from um, Nashville, favorite restaurant. Go. Oh gosh. You uh, have to. One, two, three. Got to do it. Rolf and Daughters. What the heck is that? It's fancy schmancy. Oh, fancy schmancy. It's farm to table, and it's by course, and it's out of this oh. world. Say it again. What is it? Roth and Daughters. Roth and Daughters. I can't even say it right, guys. I'm daughters, like, like, I had a oh, baby. Daughters. I'm saying daughters. Sorry. That's like, like, I a, like a German <laughs> word. Like a German word. Okay. Anyway. Okay, so pizza or mac and cheese? Pizza. Duh. But do you like the pizza that you can, like, fold up and, like, eat? Like, like or, like, there's a, like, real European pizza that people have to eat with forks. When I was over there, I swear, it was crazy experience because I've never ate a pizza, like, with a fork. And yeah. I was just super confused. No, I like to pick it up, hold it in my hand, fold yeah. it up. <laughs> imagine, imagine more confused me as a person, <laughs> like, me trying to, like, eat the whole thing by myself. All right, cats or dogs? Is it cats, probably. And it's, no. It's well, I mean, I have a cat, so yeah, I can't. I, cute, but I've had dogs, cutest. too. I've had some of the coolest dogs in my life. So, um... I'll say cat because I have a cat, but I just animals. I love animals. I think people that don't like animals is 
something either happened to them, <laughs> like they were attacked or they're severely allergic. But other than that, I mean, I have friends that are allergic to cats that come over and rub their face on man. Like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> I love this so much. No, because I have three demon dogs right now. They're actually cute. Demon dogs? Demon dogs. I mean, I can't. I have an English bulldog named Malloy, and then I have two puppies, which we should not have got at the same time. It was a <laughs> the worst thing that I could have done. They're two labs. Look, look up so. what the worst puppy is on any internet. Like, just do it. It's labs. And they already ate the wall. Perfect. They pee everywhere. They ruin my life. No, I love them, though. They're super cute. But my, my cat Toki used to be, like, you know, like the devil always scratching me and stuff. And now she's my favorite. She's not complicated. She uses the bathroom by herself. She does not wreck anything. So I'm sure I'll be a dog person again and like after they grow Puppies up. Puppies are so hard to train. When my friends say, I'm thinking about getting a dog, and I say, are you really prepared for this? Because you're not, you're not understanding. Like You have to get up and walk them in the rain. You have to deal with them messing on the floor. You, I mean. I think it's just my age, It's a too. lot of responsibility. Cats are so easy. They're so easy. Like, you want the company, and you, like, want to have, like, the, uh, like, you know, you have an animal, it's so cute, but, like, especially in college, it's it's really hard to, like, get up when you're tired and everything. My boyfriend, he works, like, late shift, so I have to get up in the morning, like, he usually gets the morning shift, because I take care of him the rest of the day, but I feel bad for him, because he comes in late, and then, it's just awful, so it's I don't know. It's a lot of work. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of, of it's a lot of work. Okay, so, last movie you saw. The last movie I saw, oh, <laughs> what... What we do in the dark, or what we do in the shadows? I can't remember. It was like a. It was <laughs> this a. Van- like a crazy. No, movie. It was, I just watched it at my at Jamie and Courtney's house. It was a, a mockumentary uh, about vampires in New oh, Zealand, oh. and it's the guy from um, like real? Flight of the Concords. Like it's supposed to be real. No, it's a mockumentary. Oh, a mockumentary. Okay. <laughs> and it's so smart, and I mean, I laughed the whole time. It's really funny. Now I feel terrible that I'm I'm maybe saying the wrong name. I think what we do in the shadows. I think that's what it's called. I just saw A Quiet Place. Ooh, don't tell me. I want to go see it. Very, very good. You guys should totally go see it. Um, I loved it a lot. Like, I won't say what happens. Yeah, don't. But basically, well, I mean, have you not seen the reviews for it, though? Yeah, it's certified fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the reviews are actually true. Sometimes I don't listen to Rotten Tomatoes or, like, a lot of the, the critic stuff because, you know, it's always, like, either super negative or super positive, and I never really agree with it. But... It's really cool, and the girl who was actually play, playing one of the little kids, she actually is deaf in real life, so that's actually... Oh, really? I didn't know Yeah, that. that's why it's like kind of cool, because I was talking to Tony on for last Friday on my show, and we were talking about how we don't realize it, because, I mean, unless you do have, know somebody that is disabled that way, like, when you go to the movie theater, like, it's something simple as that, like, a lot of times, they don't have subtitles, like... I, you know, I think that there, there's, like, a movement right now. I saw it on Facebook or something that it's, like, trying to get more people to, like, have one movie theater, like, option for people who are deaf so they can actually go and see movies. Yeah, because they don't should. play they don't play subtitles at most movie theaters at all. I, that has literally never crossed my mind, and now I'm kind of upset that this is not a thing in every movie theater. Yeah, I know. They should That's... have one movie theater or at least one showtime for each movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just I – ne- we never think of it. And then some people are so uh, – I don't know. They're just quick to be like, that's annoying or something. And I'm just like, could you imagine like as simple as something is going to the movies? Every even once in a great while that you do, you can't go because you can't actually hear anything. That's what this movie it, like. That's a quiet place. It's just based. The whole movie is basically silent, but it's so 
it's so smart and brilliant. You have to go see it. Uh, and it has it's John Krasinski, I think that's the name, and his wife, uh, Emily Blunt. And he's from The Office, if you don't know who I'm talking about. If, that's probably pretty obvious. But um, that's his first movie that he directed, and I really loved it. So And he wrote the screenplay, too, with two yeah. other guys. Yeah. So awesome. So, yeah, go see it. Um, we're here in the studio with Kim Petrarca, and she's going to also say her uh, social media outlets again. Uh, okay. <laughs> com. I'm on Spotify and iTunes and CD Baby. It's Kim Petraka, P-E-T-R-A-R-C-A. And um, on Pandora, create a Kim Petraka radio station. I promise you will find some really cool artists. I've gotten turned on to a lot of new, new artists that I wasn't aware of. Um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> Just know that I'm going to have a great day with Kim today. That's all you need to know. Because we're going to go do a whole bunch of Evansville things. She doesn't, she doesn't realize how boring this place is, but... <laughs> No, uh, I'm so glad you came in. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was uh, happenstance. Thank you, Ruby Falls. Yes, <laughs> Ruby Falls. I know it's just the weirdest thing. You post something on your Snapchat or on your Snapchat. You don't, I don't have the she Snapchat. Have Snapchat she gets on me all the time about it. I'm too old for it. It's too distracting. I it's have not distracting. Instagram. Oh yeah, Instagram too. She was. She doesn't want to see my face every day. Is the thing. <laughs> no, I'm serious. She posted on Facebook though. It's just like it's just what are the odds that you said that you almost didn't go or something like that. The only reason why I met you is because I forgot my wallet in um 40 minutes back at a starbucks <laughs> so that's crazy because actually... so we had to turn around we got to ruby falls turn around came back and i said we're already here we already got the tickets like let's go but had we not said let's let's go through with it i wouldn't have rent i wouldn't have met you and kyle i wouldn't be here right now Crazy how life works out. All right. This is 95.7 The Spin, local show every Friday from 3 to 5. Kim Pracharica, you guys have an awesome, awesome Friday. Um, we have some new music coming up. Don't go anywhere.